You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 122. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 122. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Myths. Myths? Myths. We're going to be... <laughs> Working on some myths? <laughs> I don't know why we get a big kick out of it. I don't know why either. Hey guys, we're so excited to bring you five super common people pleasing myths. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, ready to do the pod? Let's do some myths. Why is it one night we got ourselves laughing? We we might as well have been stoned. We were laughing so hard. We were like we kept saying baths and checking in at that booths and it like just <laughs> it's so not funny now that i'm saying it it's not move on but i when i looked down at my notes i was like myths <laughs> oh my god hey everybody hey pod people welcome welcome we are super pumped to hang out with you today and share with you some delicious people-pleasing stuff so i encourage you to hang out because there might be some things that you don't really realize you're doing, and that's kind of the whole premise behind the the, the concept of that. myths. You know, absolutely. That, that we think we think it's a good thing to take care of everybody else and people please and and make sure everybody else is doing okay. Oh so yeah, we're gonna dig into that. But before we do, I need to tell you guys about something exciting. I mentioned this last week, but I have a free online workshop coming up for free free. and if you have ever joined one of my free workshops or free video series or if you have my free ebook you know i don't fuck around like it's i give you good content rich stuff and i try to give you things that you can implement immediately and see change immediately so you're saying you fuck around for free uh, you don't fuck around for free. No, you do fuck around for free. I don't. Yeah, you see, you don't fuck around and it's free, so you fuck around for free. You're fired. <laughs> you are fired and not helping. So here's what you need to know. I am going to be doing a workshop. It's going to be much more elaborate than what we're going to share with you today, but it's called Four Ways Your People-Pleasing is Destroying Your Happiness and Why Putting Everyone Else First is stealing your joy and what you can actually do about it without being a total asshole. Mm. So it's online, which means you show up to kind of like a virtual classroom. You'll get a completely free workbook because I want you to implement. I want you to actually take action and do things. So you'll be watching online and the things that you're going to walk away with, the things that you will be able to understand is the ways in which you hold yourself back by investing so much in what everybody else thinks. 
we're going to cover off a lot of the rules that we make up that we don't even realize. Like rules like I can't go out of the house without makeup because what are going to – what will people think we've talked about this a little bit on the pod oh yeah but i'm going to dig way more deep into it on this workshop and talk about how we create that nobody says you have to be buttoned up or you have to be put together or you have to do x y and z this particular way we create this whole series of rules for ourselves the rules these days is active wear everybody wears active wear around <laughs> like nobody gets dressed up anymore they just Put on activewear. That's me. That's the story of my life. I know. Oh my! I don't know where you were going with that. That was. I don't know. You. That's a. We were. Short. We were saying like rules of getting ready to go out. Oh, I see where yeah, you're yeah. going. All right. All right. So we're also going to talk about how to separate the things that you want in your life from your actual self-worth. So for instance, a lot of times we think, well, as long as I get this job, as long as this person loves me, as long as this person thinks I'm nice, as long as this person isn't mad at me, then I'm okay. Then I must be valuable. Then I must be worthy. So we're going to dismantle all of that. And again, you'll have a workbook to follow along with. That's interesting. And then we're going to look at how our inner conversation fuels that, how we speak to ourselves and say things like, but what is, what is everybody going to think? But what will your mom say? But you can't do that. You can't say that to him. You can't say that to her or don't rock the boat or all of this other Got chatter it. that happens in your mind. So if you want in, it's happening this week. There's two different time slots that you can sign up for. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register. Do people know that it's forward slash? I always feel like... If you don't fucking know it's forward slash versus backslash. I I don't even know where backslash is. I always forward slash. Like that's the it's only forward slash everything. That's the only way. Yeah. So I, I don't know because Andrea always says forward slash. And Do you I, use an asterisk when you're sending a hashtag? No. That well that's not an asterisk. It's different than a hashtag. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Stay with me here. God, God, I don't. I feel on a different page with <laughs> you, you today. You are not oh. on my level right now. Oh, ew. Oh, take it down a notch. <laughs> oh my gosh. So please join me. Four ways your people pleasing is destroying your happiness, and how you can actually change it. And what, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast today, was because I wanted to shed light on some of the things that we're already bought into, like these myths that were. <laughs> These the myths the, that we're bought into mm -hmm. that our society enforces. And then you can join my workshop and we can dig way more deep into it. And you can tell all your friends and we can make major changes in this arena without nice. being assholes, without being dicks, you know, and that's that's where it's at. So thejoyjunkie.com cool. slash register. And it's free. And it's free. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. So I'm really excited about it. I've been putting the agenda together and the worksheets, and it's going to be it's, – it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Yay. So I believe you have a segment, Mr. Smith. Is it my turn? It is. For the – Would you rather? Yeah. Would you rather? All right. So I, I thought I had – you know, I, I kind of went back and forth on which one I was going to do. This is what I'm going to do. You're not sure about your material. Would you rather have your voice changed to Gilbert Gottfried mm. or to Darth Vader? Oh. You know who Gilbert Gottfried oh, is, right? He's the Darth Affleck Vader. duck. Darth Vader, for sure. 
he's that real annoying Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking it, about, it's right? Awful. Affleck, that guy. Th- does he do that voice? He did. He got kicked off for saying slanderous things about black people. I think. What? Yeah, he's. There was a big deal. Ew. Well, he was also the like the sidekick of Jafar in in Aladdin. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even. That's getting old school. Yeah, Um, I would definitely not pick him. Darth Vader. Yeah, I would pick Darth Vader. I would too. Can you imagine laughing though? (laughs) Can you imagine me in a massage? Oh my god! Yeah, you'd be. Tell me what you'd like to receive. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'd be like, just let that go. That Does would, that feel good? Well, what would you pick? <laughs> well, Gilbert Godfrey's just fucking annoying, period. It's so, so annoying. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader would get annoying after a while, but it's kind of... There's so there's some coolness to Darth Vader. Yeah. Nothing cool about Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. No. No. Slash it. Get rid of it. No. Absolutely not. But you'd have to... All the time, all your breath would be like that. Yeah. That'd be annoying. It'd be annoying, but it might also be really zen. Kind of relaxing. Yeah, kind of relaxing. Like just <laughs> like an on, ocean wave. Like focus on your breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so let's get into some content. Let's talk about five super common people pleasing myths. So the first one is, and this is probably the biggest one: by pleasing everyone else, you are doing something noble. Hmm. You are doing good. And here's the reality. Here's the reason why that's a myth. If you are just pleasing everybody, you are actually being a fucking liar. If that is not what you're truly wanting to convey. If you're not a pleaser. I mean, if you're not, you know, genuinely trying to please someone. Right? Right. Like, if you're in a situation where you, somebody invites you to something and you really don't want to go, but you're like, sure. And they're like, do you, are you sure? Do you really want to come? Yeah. You're being a totally fucking liar. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Like you, it's not noble. You think that you, in fact. So you're going to help us out how to say no to that without being. Without being an asshole, for sure. Yeah, but this, right now, we're just looking at the myths. The myths. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, again, what the workshop is about. The online workshop is a lot more of the details and how do you actually do this. Oh, I see. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? I see. So that's one of the things that we buy into, that you that I'm doing something, I'm being good to these other people, I'm being kind to these other people. And you might be kind, but you're being a liar. And think about everybody in, think about if the situation was reversed and you invited somebody to something and they're like, sure, I'll come. And you're like, are you sure? I know you're really busy. Do you really want to come? And they blow smoke up your ass. Aren't you kind of like, just fucking tell me if you want to come or not. Like, don't you want people who are authentic in your world? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So keep in mind that if you are constantly pleasing everybody else, like it's highly likely you're being incredibly inauthentic. You're not being real. And you are completely selling false goods like you're you are pretending to be what everybody else wants and what usually everybody else wants is somebody who's genuine so true it, you know it's interesting when you talk to people and you say something that's honest they're like that's really refreshing to hear right right because people aren't right yeah absolutely well and the, oh so that's another one that 
this is the second myth. If you, if I don't put everybody else first or say yes to everyone or please everyone, then I'm being an ass. Mm -hmm. Then I'm being a dick. Like we equate saying no with I'm being mean. Like, oh, I let that person down. Right. Yeah. And but really, you were letting yourself down if you went, right? Right. And it's not even a matter of that. It's not even about letting somebody down. It's about making decisions that are powerful for you. Like, mm. is, this, is, a, is this a way in which I want to expend my time, my energy? It doesn't matter. Like, whatever they've got going on, let's say it's like somebody who wants you to bring cookies for your kid's class or something like that. That's their responsibility. Yeah. They are asking for help from somebody. Great. But that's not your responsibility to say yes every time. That's true. Why do we assume the responsibility for all these other people's agendas? Hmm. It's not. In fact, I had um, a marketer who I follow who I really love would always talk about our emails, our inboxes being a catch-all for everybody else's agenda. And I thought, oh, that's, that's a, really good. Yeah, that's so true. So when I think I have to respond to emails or I have to let people or be a part of all these people's events, it's like, no, I don't have to. I don't have to do anything that doesn't correlate with my core values and my business and what I want to do with my time and energy. You have to yeah. put a limit on that. But we're conditioned otherwise. We're told like you're going to let them down or we're raised by people who are really, really great at guilt. They're oh really great at making you wrong. Yeah. So you get in this habit of being that yes man. Or I had a boss who called it the totally girl. Like, totally. Oh, my God, totally. <laughs> totally girl. Totally. Or the yes man. Right. Yeah. And I'll do that and completely sacrifice my own self-care, my own energy, and the ability to be really good for the relationships in your life. You know, when you're completely depleted and have zapped all of your energy, you're not the best wife and mother and business owner or athlete or whatever other things you find a lot of meaning in. What are you thinking about over there? Oh, I'm just thinking like there's plenty of things in my life that I've I've gone through, even though I'm tired. You know, I I follow through on things. I I still put things on my plate. So how do you decipher what's good for you and what isn't? Yeah, that's a really, really great that's really great. First of all, I think there is, we usually have a gut reaction when, and most of us override it with the people-pleasing mechanism, right? Mm. We usually have a gut reaction when somebody says, can you do this? Will you do this? Can you be at this event? Will you take care of this for me? And our instinct, you usually have an emotional response where you're like, no, no. Yeah. Hell no, I do not want to do that. I'm already overwhelmed. I've got a lot of stuff on my plate. I don't, and, or I just plain old don't want to spend my time that way. Right. Right? So the first step I would say is to really listen to that because it's usually what we have conditioned over time is we'll have that gut response and then we immediately override it with our mind mm -hmm. with all this rationale 
faulty rationale from our upbringing or from past relationships or whatever that has conditioned us to believe that you're going to let them down or, you know, you're being an asshole or you're being selfish or all these reasons why we shouldn't caretake for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that takes time to develop. Of it's, course. It's a uh, muscle. It's you're you right. have to flex, you know. Well, I think. So how do you, you know, how do you start, fle- how do you really get in tune with that? Because I don't think. That's it, a good question. You know, most of us aren't in the self-help industry and can't or are just starting our journeys. Yes. So how do you start to really uh, decipher? Yeah, that's a great question. So, well, first of all, you're already doing it if you're listening to this. You're already putting different messaging in because we have, you know, like I said, we've adopted this, like this belief system or whatever, really subconsciously from all different stimuli throughout our life to get us to this point where we believe that we must people please or else fill in the blank, right? Got it. So just the fact that you are looking for other answers or you're listening to this is huge. Mm -hmm. The next piece of that though is the actual awareness. So, you know, I always love to say you can't read a book about Pilates and get a rock and bod. Like you actually have to do it. So the next step would be pay attention to every time you're invited somewhere or you're asked uh, to do something for somebody and really pay attention to your gut response. What was my gut instinct? What did I, what was that? Like, huh? Right. And increase the awareness around those particular instances. Mm -hmm. And it really is one of those things that you have to shine the light on. You have to pay attention because you'll probably notice now, now that you've heard this, now that we're discussing this, the next time somebody asks you for something, you're going to pay attention. You're not going to immediately go into that mind conditioning that Got you've it. had your entire life. Got it. You're going to go, wait a minute. My gut response was, hell no. Right. Which actually leads me to the third myth, which is you have to immediately respond and answer somebody. Oh, yeah, so true. So this can be really helpful with what we just talked about. If somebody is asking something of you, inviting you to something, and you need time to work with that gut response and think about it and process it and see if it is something you really want to say yes to or something you really want to spend your time doing, buy yourself some time. Mm -hmm. Say something like, you know what, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Or thank you so much for thinking of me. I really, really appreciate that. I'm going to need to check my calendar. Or I've got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm not sure if I can take that on at the moment. Let me get back to you. So I think we have this, again, this is something we've been conditioned with, but we have this idea that the minute somebody asks us of something of us, we have to immediately give them the answer. We don't. Right. We absolutely don't. And if they demand an answer right away, that's when I always encourage people to say, if you need an answer right away, I'm going to have to politely decline. All right. So what if it's something like this? Okay. My buddy calls and he's like, oh my God, we have to move. And I've, I, nobody I know has a truck. I need to use your truck. Is that something that you can do? Can I use your truck? Well, and, and in this scenario, what's your instinct? 
Well, my instinct is, oh man, this guy asked me for everything. I really want to give him one more thing. Okay. So in that situation, I would I would probably say I well, I personally would say exactly what's up, but I don't think a lot of people are comfortable <laughs> with that. I would say I feel like you always call me when you need something. You know, right. I would just like have a full on heart to heart. But I would say something that is true. I wouldn't lie, but I would say I'm going to need to think about it and get back to you. There's nothing worse than people who are takers who think they can just demand and you will always acquiesce and give them what they need. That's also teaching somebody how to treat you. Yeah. You're saying, I'm not going to give it a second, bat of an eyelash, anytime you need anything, I will absolutely sacrifice myself in a heartbeat without People even... People pleaser. With, yeah. I will be a liar because I'm not going to take the time I need to decide if this is a good choice for myself or not. Got it. So in that situation, I would absolutely delay. I'd, and one of the things that you can do, and this is actually something I'm going to circle back to in a different point, is that a lot of times people just really want to be heard, especially if they're they're stressed out or they're needing something from you or they're asking something from you. So one of the easiest ways to diffuse it is to recognize it and to say, oh, man, moving's hard. I'm so sorry, bro. You know? Like, I know how hard that is or that must be really stressful for you or just acknowledge what they're going through. And, and then I would say, I'm going to need to actually think about that for a little bit or let me get back to you, you know, in an hour even, or let me get, let me call you back in two days. And if it's, if there is a great real reason why you can't say that, like, don't make yourself have to suffer. But if you need your truck and it's going to severely inconvenience you, say, I'm so sorry. We need the truck that day. Right. Got it. I would love, I would love to be able to support you, but only say that if that's true. But I also, this would also bring me back to why are you associating with a bunch of people that you feel like take from you? Well, it's just one. Okay. No, don't get defensive. <laughs> don't get defensive. No, no. And this is, this is totally hypothetical. Right, right. I, this person doesn't exist. And right. I don't have a truck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. He drives a crossover vehicle, I believe is what they call it. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate you bringing that up because... I think we have a lot of different scenarios that come up that we go, how would you deal with this? Right, right. Which is another great reason why you guys need to get to this workshop because we have a chat option. So you'll be able to throw questions out. We're going to do a Q&A segment. So it's really designed to be interactive and get these questions answered for you. So anyway, know that you can absolutely buy yourself some time. And that might be the next layer. You know how we were talking about creating the awareness? Like, oh, my gut is no. Like in your situation, right. you might have gone, oh, my gut is no. Well, the next step is to just not say yes right away. Just because that's what we do when we get pigeonholed or we get – I don't – pigeonholed is not the right word. Um, when we get um, cornered. Mm-hmm. Or taken Cornhold. off guard. Cornhold. <laughs> we, get, we get taken off guard. We think our only option is just to be like, sure. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. How many times have be- I been there? Because we got caught off guard. And I, I do the same thing myself. And sometimes even in the next second, I have to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? I shouldn't have said that. I do need to check my calendar. Right. Sometimes you have to declare that do-over and take it back and go like, you know what? Actually... 
I need to think about that because this is actually a little bit more involved and I need to check it check it over with my husband or my wife or like in your situation, what if I needed the truck that day? Right. Or there could be something really valuable that has to do with your life already mm-hmm. that matters, right? It's Got not it. about a bunch of sacrifice. And I did want to make another mention about something that I didn't underline as much as I wanted to under number two, that if you think that you don't put everybody else first, then you're somehow being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You're only being an asshole if you're being an asshole. You're not. Well, we think letting someone down or saying no is being a dick. No, that's just declining. That can be super kind. I see. You're only being a dick if you're actually being a dick. Got it. You know, if you're actually being... Some people don't know if they're being a dick, is my point. No, right? like... and they are not the type of people who listen to this show. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> they're or maybe the they're who... here and they're learning how to change that. They're the people who are related to the people who, oh. <laughs> who listen to this show. <laughs> Ouch. No, I'm just saying that. The people, when you're not aware, you're not aware. Like, right. like your dad. Right? For sure. You you don't have the skill set, whatever. Not, but I, not I want people to understand. Capacity. We've talked about your intention. If you are declining an invite or somebody is asking you to take care of something for them and you say no and your intent is to make them feel like shit, then yeah, you are being a dick. Like you should kind of feel bad about that. You are behaving poorly. You are trying to inflict pain. But that's not what we're doing. Most of the time. Most of the time we're just trying to take care of ourselves. Or we genuinely care for that person, but we have to take care of our own family or our own financial matters or our own food or whatever else it might be. And all of those things are fine. You're not being an asshole. Um, And again, one of the easiest ways to decline in that sort of situation and to not people please is to genuinely care for their concern you know actually letting them know that they're being heard and sorry i'm gonna ask a question here yeah so okay what about this you know there's a there's a saying that goes man that guy's awesome he would give you the shirt off his back like Mm -hmm. that's kind of a noble statement about someone Mm -hmm. so wouldn't wouldn't it be um selfish Kind of in this situation, where I, you... I love that because my next myth, my next myth is putting yourself first is selfish. Ooh! I swear wow. to God, it's so crazy when you do this. It's you guys because we've told you before we, he doesn't know my top my bullets I didn't, I didn't at all top ever. It. Yeah, you're so good about it. so good. That's awesome. Segway. <laughs> so, sure, there's things like that. That, again, that's a societal statement. There's also a societal statement of money doesn't grow on trees. Does that help you with your money alignment? Probably not. That probably skews a bunch of shit. Mm. So if the mantra is powerful for you, awesome. If it's not, it kind of is irrelevant. So I love that idea. But I don't know if you've ever been around these people who are constantly apologizing for themselves. They're always doing and doing for everyone else. They're always going above and beyond. And I'm like, 
I want to know you. Who are you really when you're not putting on a mask, when you're not giving and giving for everybody else? Who right. are, what lights you? I want to know you. Right. It really sacrifices your authenticity. So with regards to that, I believe that there's ways to do all of that. I don't believe in giving the shirt off your back at all costs. I believe, I love the term giving your heart's overspill. Yeah. Like filling you up first so that you can be better for so many people. So this concept of selfishness is such a fallacy. Mm-hmm. It's like telling, it's this equivalent of, well, the mom who is in a plane where the, the emergency oxygen masks deploy and it's so selfish of her to put hers on first. Oh, yeah. She should put it on her kid first. Right. No. <laughs> she can be so much better for that kid if she's got her fucking oxygen mask on. Right. Right? Yeah. It is the exact same thing in our life, in our emotional oxygen mask. Right. Our ability to be better wives, sisters, husbands, co-workers, support structures, advocates are so much more enhanced when we can take care of who we are first. Yeah. It's like trying to give people drinks from a dry vessel. It's like not working. You need to fill yourself up first so that you can be better for everybody else. Got it. And that's real. That's true. Think about how much worse off you are when you haven't had sleep. When you're hungry, aren't you more likely to snap at your kid, to snap at your spouse? But when you take care of your basic human needs like that, you're so much better patience, better listening, better ability to engage with other people. Absolutely. So we don't look at that as as it relates to pleasing others, but it is so true. And I've never once, never once, and granted I have a ton of incredible people around me, but in my classes, if I've said, I'm, I take the weekends off so I don't respond because I, you know, in all of my classes and stuff like that, we will have uh, Facebook forums and places where we can converse as a classroom. And I always say I'm not available. And that's something that I do with my clients. They have access to me pretty much 24-7, but they know that on the weekends I keep that really sacred. Never once have I had somebody be like, what a dick. Or you are so selfish. And believe me, I would shut that shit down really quick. But (laughs) people admire that. They want to be like that. They want to be able to be assertive about their own schedule and calendar and self-care without – in fact, I I even had a student who said, God, that's so admirable. I would be so worried what everybody else thought. That – thank you for embodying how I want to behave. Nice. And I was like, oh. Well, would you look at that? (laughs) Would you look at the walk in the talk? But it's true. What we have been taught about people pleasing is a fucking fallacy. And even with you or my best friends, like we, we say what we need. Like I am, I'm not going to be able to get that to you by this time. Here's what I, here's what I'm asking. Can you give me a, a longer deadline or can you give me more of a heads up or, you know, if you need something from me or same thing with us like if you need to change podcast recording time can you give me a heads up yeah we ask for what we need instead of like 
Ugh, he always changes it. Right. I'm feeling like I. That's another huge thing. People pleasers are usually major complainers to other people in their life. They will complain. The martyr. Uh, they'll be the martyr about all the other shit they said yes to. Which brings me to number five. Huge myth that you think you don't have a choice. And this is why those people tend to those people. I, it was me. I'm a total recovering people pleaser. Like <laughs> I speak from experience. And An that's RPP. why <laughs> Exactly. Are, you know me. Are you done with RPP? <laughs> I love that. That's, that's fantastic, Mr. Smith. So I speak from personal experience, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so emphatic about it is because I know that I was bought into that lie for so long and have been able to create a radically different existence where I don't feel like shit, where I'm not complaining, where I don't feel like the victim, where I don't feel like I'm without choice. Right. So I want people to understand that it's possible too. And part of it was breaking through a lot of these <laughs> ideas and concepts that I thought had to be true. Like that I don't have a choice. I just have to say yes. I just want to rewind real quick and just say like you are being a dick if you say, you know what, let me get back to you and you don't. That's a good point. Right? That's and out of just, integrity. And you just passively aggressively like wait for them to reach out again. Right. Right? That's being a dick. That is being a dick. In <laughs> fact, you know, that's a great uh, that's a great thing. I used to have a friend who would totally girl me all the time. She was the yes man. She'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to be at your party. Totally, totally, totally. And she would do that to everything in her life. People please everybody because she yeah. didn't want to, quote, let me down. And then at the 11th hour, she would always cancel. Yeah. Because she was overloaded. She would always cancel. And I, of course, had to come to Jesus with her. And I said, don't say yes to begin with. Because it pisses me off more than anything else when you say no at the very last minute. Because I've already gotten my hopes up and already gotten excited that you said yes. Right. So just tell me the truth from the beginning. And she was so like, true. okay, I'm just afraid to let you down. I'm like, ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me. Like, trust me on this. A little authenticity and a little kindness. You can say it so kindly. Yeah. You're only being a dick if you're really being a dick. Right. <laughs> and I and if you care about being a dick, chances are you're not. No dick moves. No dick moves. <laughs> All right. So that's, you know, wrapping up with number five. You do have a choice. You always have a choice. You can say no to things, even in really trying, challenging situations where no one else is going to get the job done or no one else is going to come to that person's rescue. But you know it is detrimental to your health to bail somebody out of jail, let's say, you know, who you know is a toxic relationship for you. And you know that if you don't do it, no one else will. And you think that that means you don't have a choice. All right. You do. What if... All right. So here's the thing that's probably going through people's head in that situation. Maybe if I bail him out, it'll our relationship will change. Okay. Like he'll see the light and see that I'm a good friend. Now what? Yeah. Well, I would say that in that situation, you are banking on your actions making somebody change. 
and that never works. Mm -hmm. They will only change if they fucking want to change. So you can want, that's why we can't love somebody into recovery. Yeah. We can't see somebody's like future be so bright for them and bail them out and take them to rehab and do things like that over and over again where they finally see the light. They have to do it. They have to see it. So if you're going to do that behavior, and this is what I tell my clients and my students all the time, if you are going to go bail somebody out, do it for you. Do it because you are not attached to how they're going to receive you or they're going to see you or appreciate your relationship. You can want that all you want, but it is somebody else's choice how they view you. Nice. Not yours. It's true. Yeah. So true. And I think that's the, one of the biggest issues that we we face as parents, you know? Like, obviously, I don't know that, but I see this in others, that the love is so deep. It is, I must be able to do something else to make them see me differently mm-hmm. or to make them understand. We cannot do that with anybody, period. We do it with spouses. If I do this behavior enough times, then maybe he'll appreciate me. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, you're you right. can't make anybody right. feel anything. Now, you could very easily say, hey, I'm choosing to do this and here's my hope. My hope is that this will strengthen our relationship. I personally feel that that would fall on deaf ears. I think that somebody who's expecting you to bail them out of jail, let's say, or out of an impound or whatever thing it is. I would guess that they are like, this is the person who I can always walk on. This is the person I can always manipulate. This is the one who won't say no, who won't put up boundaries. Right. You teach people how to treat you by what you choose to tolerate, period. Mic drop. Period. So five super common people pleasing myths. There you have it. (laughs) And if you want more, if you want more like, oh shit, I think I need to work through some of this stuff. Because there's the whole mind game. And that's one of the things that we're going to address on this workshop is how does your self-talk influence? I have a whole project that I'm going to have everybody do that breaks things down into um, how our personal internal self-talk influences what we think we need to do for other people mm-hmm. so come join me it's going to be super fun that sounds awesome go to the joyjunkie.com slash or forward slash register and you can just sign up and you'll get all the deets and it's this week so let's do it well i got my um my big luggage that i fit into so i can go well i'm just gonna ship myself there you're in luck because you're already there because it's virtual, so you can be behind your computer. Oh. But men are welcome. I already bought my tickets. To where? To the free webinar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, guys. So come and join me. I would love to help you and uh, work some of this shit out and get your workbook and all of that good stuff. And I think that's everything. Thank you for all your thoughts today. It was really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good topic. And and the other thing too, you guys, I just want to share again, I mentioned this earlier, but I've been there, you know, and that's why I get so passionate. So I'm not trying to make it sound like it's so easy. This took me years to shift, but it's possible. It's really possible and you are worth it. And that's one of the biggest pieces is believing mm-hmm. that your time matters, Yeah, that you matter. You do. 
So I'll leave you with that. Love you guys to pieces, and we'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.